Jasper Swift, owner, although not sole possessor, of Duraglass, was back in the kitchen where he belonged. He had been on his weekly shopping expedition. Today he had forgotten his shopping list, something that could happen to the most efficiently equipped person, even to his sister May. He was not going to taunt his own memory or his age on the matter. His elegant, lengthy figure was bent, like a reed in a cold breeze, over the bags and packages in the basket he had put down on the kitchen table. He lifted up his handsome head and cursed. He had left the meat behind. That was a bit senile, he had to admit. And April's prescription? No harm. Far too many tranquilizers going down that silly throat. There was something June had wanted. Was it for the farrowing sow? Well, too late now. Let her get on with her farrowing in her own way. At least he had remembered to buy, for himself, a new hot water bottle. He wasn't altogether dotty. Dottiness was the last thing from which Jasper suffered. Uncertain and nervous, perhaps, but that was to be expected in the elderly owner of a large and encumbered estate and a house burdened with three sisters, one widowed, two unmarried, each of them with a right of residence. That was the way darling Mummy had left it. Jasper had always accepted her wishes devoutly, even more devoutly since her death. Now he took off his cap, a dark checked cap. Mummy had bought it, perhaps thirty years ago, from that most classical of hatters in St. James's. It was as graciously becoming to him as any hat dreamed up by Proust for Odette. He wore it with an air and at an angle that saved his blind eye a little from the light. Mummy had chosen the stuff for his tweed coat, too. She had purred suggestions to the tailor during the fittings, and the resulting coat still moved in a flow of perfection, giving grace with austerity. Perhaps the cuffs, grafted and integrated with their sleeves, and serving no more useful purpose than that of pleasing the eye, were its most touching and elegant feature. An ageless antique and needing care, it could fall to bits on him any day now, but Savile Row? He shuddered. Three hundred pounds for anything proper today? Forget it. Horrible, horrible times. He put his cap on again because the kitchen was cold. The Aga was in a dispirited mood because the wind from the west was blowing towards the mountain. He accepted such natural facts and allowed the Aga to take its own time to revive and recover. There was a time when kitchens in the afternoon held their distance. Cooks and kitchen maids used to tidy up the kitchen at Duraglass, perhaps take a little rest from their duties, until it was time to make the Sally Lunn for drawing-room tea. Not any more, naturally. Times change. In the big kitchen, where Jasper now ruled, nothing was ever tidied up, stored, or thrown away. Cats were the scavengers. Cardboard wine cases that had carried more groceries than wine to the house were piled and heaped and thrown in corners. Cats had their kittens in them, mostly born to be drowned. Jasper's great tiger cat, Mr. Minkles, was the sire of them all. Strangely, he was clean for a tomcat. No dog ever had a more loving heart. Jasper returned his love and respected him as a person. Now he sat with majesty at the centre of the white deal dresser, sat on the breadboard. 
Behind him, tier on tier of chipped and unchipped dinner services, mason's ironware mostly, rose upward to the hook-studded ceiling, barren now of hams, and covered in dust thick as ashes. Large calendars from the allied Irish banks, year after year of them, hung on a brass hook. There were pictures of duck flighting, stuff like that, which Jasper didn't want to throw away. His close vision was all right. Jasper hardly ever looked out of the tall sashed windows, or below them to the slope where he cleared briars and ivy from azaleas and camellias planted long ago, and nurtured his own more recent plantings. Red Himalayan rhododendrons grew like banyan trees behind the choicer subjects, and behind them again, wild ponticum formed a second barrier to winter winds from the Black Stair Mountain.